0: All right, five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Got the uh, got the crew here today. (laughs) Tyler's unboxing (laughs) figurines. (laughs) What you got there?
1: Yeah. Uh, I got the uh, new Deadpool figurine. Yep. I just need to figure it out. There it is. Oh yeah. How does this guy go in here?
0: See, t- Tyler has a Tyler has a daughter, and he's the one who gets to play with toys. Story.
1: True story. <laughs> True story. <laughs> uh, right. Yes. Maximum effort.
0: <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> um, okay, go right yeah. So the, the the real Net Force appears. So. Um, I'd like everybody to give a big welcome to Alan. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good today. Yeah, right on. Uh, for anybody who is unaware of who NetForce is, I see that comment there, who is NetForce? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> no, i was just kidding. Uh, NetForce is the uh, one and only legendary NetForce in core communities, or yeah, Alan is the legendary NetForce in core communities. Many people know him, um, but he is, I don't know, how, how would you describe
2: yourself? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm kind of around a bunch of, you know, forums, Reddit, HeadFi, you know, all these places. Yeah. Uh, been in the community since like 2013 and just, you know, been around a while, Uh, talked to a lot of people and yeah.
0: And he used to work for the Source AV mm-hmm. and uh, now he uh, works for headphones.com. So big welcome to the, to the team and congrats. um and uh yeah so basically if you guys ever have questions for me he's the one who no just (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah um actually i figured out we might as well start by i guess asking you alan um Mm -hmm. because sort of we've gone through sort of like our story and how we found this hobby and found this this um i guess um, subculture um Mm -hmm. what's sort of your trajectory for you know getting into headphones and audio and just that Mm -hmm. type of stuff
2: yeah for sure so I'm based here in LA and in around 2013, um, I was building my first computer and I knew about like HeadFi and some of the headphones at the time. So, you know, I got a little involved um, back then, built the computer and then, you know, did some research and, you know, got like a pair of like AKG K240s and like a little Pheo player right in the beginning. But, I was already on HeadFi, just like, you know, talking of some guys. So then, you know, then it progressed and it's like, oh, you know, well, what if I get this like Hi-Fi Man HD 400? And then in LA, we have a lot of events, shows, dealers and stuff like that. So I was started going to events first and then the events, like mm-hmm. some of the um, HeadFi um, uh, LA meets eventually became like Can Jam. So I went to a lot of Can Jams and over the next few years um just started posting a lot on the forums, um getting and exploring a lot of different headphones myself um around 2016 i uh joined quest Style. Oh, wow. um so i was there for around a, a little over a year um uh, traveling to shows um answering questions online being technical support here and there kind of thing so you know i got to know the business aspect on that and then around 2017 i uh joined the source av so i um worked in a retail setting for headphones for a little over three a yeah a little over three years and then just recently joined the headphones.com uh, crew so i'm pretty happy to be here yeah, yeah, Wicked. So
0: you're, you've are you been sort of like, uh, I guess, entrenched in the industry now for, for a while, <laughs> um, which is awesome. Um, and uh, I think so everybody sort of has our like, you know, Tyler and, and Precox and my myself, like everybody sort of knows our picks for like our favorite headphones. But what type of headphones, like what style of sound do you gravitate to? I see you're, you got the HD eight hundreds there. Is that
2: your, your jam? So for many years i would say i um had a lot or i still do have a lot of like hi-fi mans be it from the he 400 that i started with but over the years i would get uh 400s 500 he 6 so you know i've gotten kind of the whole gambit of planars and also had a bunch of the uh, dan clark audios and odysseys so for many many years, I was a big uh, Planar fan. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, um, so like last year on September, uh, when I was still working at the Source, um, we like or at least Sainheiser, they did the uh, 75th anniversary right. edition HD100s, and I saw them and I was like, I I need them. <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> what was the
0: what was the reason that, that you needed to just for the look?
2: Well. I, I would say I'm kind of a collector of mm-hmm. sorts, right? So, um, you know, with the limited edition gold color, I was like, man, I should really get that. And so, you know, <laughs> props to the uh, Sainheiser rep for essentially <laughs> securing a set just because, you know. Yeah. I think he told me like something like only 40 actually came into the country for dealers. So I was yeah. able to um actually get one for myself. So like mad props at him for helping me out on that aspect yeah so i got it and then been using it uh ever since september just because one it's sounds so good um very comfortable but at the same time uh, uh i do use eq on it um get it harmon curved and yeah, yeah right on that's so, yeah. it Tyler died inside a little bit hearing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, it, so,
0: but for anybody who's unaware, the limited edition is a, is a color colorway that's just a little different. It's some more like, yeah, you can see it there. It's I don't know what you would call that. It's sort of like a more kind of um, tan, almost like they're they're going for gold. Gold, okay. Um, yeah. but it came out more. Tan <laughs> <than maybe. laughs> see, what would be funny is, but the headphone, the rest of the headphone hasn't changed. It's the same. No. So, Perfect. but the the what would be funny is. If somebody yeah. bought one of those limited edition sort of tan and gold ones it. and then painted it, because yeah. I know I know a lot of people are, are you know painting. I, I'm, a, I'm
1: planning on painting mine <laughs> so yeah.
0: Yeah, you could paint yours the same color, Tyler, as the, say it's the <laughs> limited, limited
1: one. <laughs> edition one. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna go for like a purple galaxy look, but we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the first coat of paint can be the the gold. Um, by the way, I, I see Marius. Champagne. Thanks for uh, thanks for the super chat there. Uh, again i don't know like i what is, is that an animal is it an onion <laughs> the sticker <laughs> um actually marius is one of the people who had that really awesome question for focal uh, i'm not sure if you remember tyler
1: the which one oh yeah yeah, yeah. he did With yeah the... so i actually he was yeah i sent you the information for him he's gonna give it to his daughter oh wicked cool it's, he, he won this thing
0: yeah <laughs> if it ever focuses i don't know if that's <laughs> uh anyway, so that's yeah um i guess um if anybody has questions in the chat for any of us um you know by all means i see we got lots of good discussion going on already i see metal 571 i see i see martin i see <laughs>
1: sounds like my mic is a uh, very high pitch yeah. for some reason really oh and that's what it sounds normal to me saying. though sounds yeah, normal to sure me too. Awkward. Oh man, I had a weird issue last night. The this thing ugh, heavy, was uh not cover the eyes. See, then it wants to focus on freaking Ramona back there. But uh for whatever reason this thing wasn't picking up the USB and it kept it was weird, it wouldn't output sound. It was out so it sounded to me, but it wouldn't I don't know, it was a weird thing, but it turned out it was the USB on that. Hmm. Anyways, random fun stuff troubleshooting yeah, live yeah.
0: sorry stuff. uh if, if if the sound is weird guys let us know um mm-hmm. but because everything sounds fine on our end and all the levels are good so <laughs> i hope it's not uh, another technical issue um but yeah um i saw actually um I, I wanted to ask tyler like so this past week um what have you sort of been up to what have you been listening to and uh i guess enjoying lately <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just saw I saw you in the comments there, and you did the the live stream of the Kennerton thing. So I wanted to get your sort of Cole's notes on on that stuff.
1: Oh, so I have actually in the corner Kennerton uh, Valley. Yeah, uh, it's the it was the drop model, so it doesn't have the newer headband, right. and it, it sounds decent for what it is. Um, I personally, I mean, I have the ALS The ALS spanks the crap out of it, so it's not. I mean, it's you know, it's good enough. Like I, I said in the thing, like if you're gonna get if you're looking to get like these or a verite or a more expensive headphone but you kind of want a more entry-level kind of warm sounding pretty bassy thing that has pretty decent that has good sound uh, not the most comfortable mm-hmm. um then that's a good entry point um but and then i also did on the Wait, and sorry, I messed how, up, how much did i miss that how I, much is i think the... drop has them for like 500 bucks i think that's the Oh, interesting yeah but then they go on the main side i think for like 900 euros so, so a that's thousand the, plus dollars right so that's the weird <laughs> thing
0: with some of that stuff man like uh so for example i have the odin which is but the lsa version of it which is um yeah. what's his same. name?
1: same 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 well different is, but is, same. no but
0: lsa is underwood hi-fi so basically what they did is they took an odin mm-hmm. um and then put their their you know uh, i guess label on it and then mm-hmm. but then they actually redesigned it a little bit so it's the odin driver with the with some of the feck tuning Mm-hmm. um which yeah i love the names of those headphones but um it's it's a weird one man um i'm gonna yeah. be doing a review of it soon but it's 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 a weird weird that's headphone. how i felt about those They're it's weird. weird
1: but not um, a, not necessarily in a bad way right like it's yeah. just it's something it's, unique i guess <laughs>
3: yeah
1: and and then i did the live stream on the he- the new headphone dealy uh they were testing. oh yeah out, how did that go yeah it was pretty interesting um i didn't hit I, apparently twitch doesn't do autosave. You have to do that toggle, and oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. And yeah. so as soon as the video is done, it's just gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like an hour yeah. of video for... Yeah. <laughs> Limited release. Oh. <laughs> um, but I did a, re- uh, a comparison of these. Speaking of gold. Oh, um, you got those now. Oh, yes. These things are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, gold flake with blue. Um, very beautiful. Uh, rad zeros versus the not necessarily versus but just in comparison <laughs> the the empyreans and then right. i also have the headphones here um head to the headphones head to the, the head to the phones the big boys the big boys in the bunch
0: yeah <laughs> so in your stream which one i mean i think i know the answer to which one was winner
1: <laughs> yeah rad, rads are definitely more my flavor yeah. um yeah. and then the uh but you know, surprisingly, like the Empyrean is actually really good if you like for me anyways, if you if you if I was only listening to like warmer music, hip hop, EDM, bassy stuff, it's actually really fine. And then Something I also did notice hit you in the beamies. Yeah. And that was that's the <laughs> thing that's weird about it. it. All of a sudden you'll go into like a track. Cause I listen to a lot of random tracks on I listen yeah. to my music on random. So it's never, you know, like it's never stays in the same genre. Yeah. And So all of a sudden you'll hit a like a treble track or acoustic or high vocal track with like females um or male vocals and it gets also just like and it breaks you out of that mm-hmm. mood right and that's when i that's my biggest flaw with that yeah uh, also weird i found for me listening to spotify the same tracks that it sounded better than on cobus
0: weird <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you. So be the be lower a... res. Low res man.
1: Yeah, not <laughs> a better, but this is good. I'm probably gonna get tons of hate for that. But Fits I mean, with it was... the
0: Empyrean I don't... I'm just yeah.
1: <laughs> But I mean, it's, it, someone's it was... really mad right now. Yeah, someone's gonna get super angry at me. But like, I think that with the Empyrean it's it's one of those divisive headphones where I think you're gonna love it. You're not gonna necessarily hate it. I don't think that's accurate. But you're mm-hmm. not gonna think it's necessarily worth it for the cost of the sound. I think design and comfort are worth the, the cost, but the yeah. sound is not in that same.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, right. and I think that's been sort of the, the, the consensus. understanding. Yeah, the consensus. Yeah. yeah. Um, Precog, your <laughs> your this week's uh, I guess fun stuff that you listen to. I know you've had a lot of fun with the um, the Galaxy Buds, they're the G Buds. Yeah, yeah, Pro. they're really good. Um,
4: then I also got to listen to the, file FD5 and the new Tanium Darling. I am oh yeah
0: so actually yeah. we should talk about the darling because i have it here as well yeah darling is it's really really interesting it's um, weird man <laughs> it's, i don't know how, i gotta the try trouble the trouble region tips. i think yeah, and then
4: is. the yeah, yeah the, your compensation but yeah
0: cool um and uh, i noticed you were um tweeted by uh, your review was tweeted by sean olive so oh yeah getting that that mentioned from you know mr research himself right <laughs> right good We still gotta have him on the on the live stream at some point, so I'll have to have to reach out and uh, shame him into (laughs) participating. It's more fun when you can have that sort of Twitter banter, I think. And yeah, uh, yeah, he's a good guy for that. Um, Metal five seven one says those purple VCs are seducing him. (laughs) Um, So and and for Alan, uh, I understand you. What is you have some new hi-fi ends that you're trying out as well
2: yeah so um just got a few things so i just got the anandas over here
0: i have the bluetooth version here somewhere but yeah
2: yeah so i have the Anandas here and then also got the sundaras also yeah yeah so what's your Um, what's your take so like the previous times that it's been like many years maybe like last time i heard the sundaras was 2018 so you know the this is probably like the newest version latest tuning right yeah, yeah. so it definitely does sound like a step up over it um still you know not super slammy but at the same time you know just added some eq got a little bit better yeah um ananda's right um they're they're cool um definitely a little base shy for me but at the same time it's nice getting um because i used to have the he uh 1000 v2s for a while right so the anandas they are a step down from it but not that big of a step down in my opinion um if you can essentially give it a bunch of juice um give it uh some little bit of a base shelf it gets better yeah yeah
0: and it's funny like those are the ones that sort of they they do measure well in the bass like they have good bass extension but for whatever mm-hmm. reason they don't have the the dynamics and it's like the yeah um it's, it's one of the things i've been talking with Matt um, economist about because he's he seems to think maybe maybe it's just due to the coupling right that the bass it might measure well but because it because of the coupling, it, it doesn't actually like all the air pressure goes out instead of in, <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so I need to do more investigation of that stuff too. But the question is, because you had the you said used, used to have the he one thousand v two right? Mm-hmm. Is in your opinion is the aria the same driver?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I have so I want to say, yeah. So. I'll do the kind of cop out answer and say I haven't heard Arya enough Mm. to um, say definitively. Like the last time I heard it for a good while, I'm pretty sure like the pair that like this was back when I was at the source. Like I'm pretty sure the pair that um, the guy brought in had something wrong with it, just because it like sounded dark, it sounded Mm. like kind of nasally and congested. And I think he may have blown it. So, um, right. and I, when I told him, it's like, you know, I'm really used to this airy, um, detailed presentation. And this is kind of the complete opposite. So I think there's something wrong with this headphone. And, yeah. um, I never heard back from him regarding that. But yeah. Um, so hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah. Um, I, I would need to get some more time with the Arias to, um, verify that on my own.
0: You know what I'm I'm interested in um is the H E six S V V two whatever iteration it's uh, on
1: the meme that's going on right now the yeah. the Adorama
0: well Android hyped it up like crazy
1: yeah. but I can understand yeah. you know
0: and and the F R looks pretty good I mean if you add a base shelf it looks pretty darn good so you
1: just need a speaker amp and you're good $40 I dollars not see one but what, what cost I
0: twenty four hundred dollars well actually I think I think less so these days because. There are so many amps now that are, that were designed around the HE6 back then, like back when the HE6 was like, you know, the thing and everybody, all the amp manufacturers were, you know, sort of having an arms race to see, you know, who could have more power for the HE6. <laughs> can it drive the HE6? It was like the can it play crisis meme, right? <laughs> and so a lot of manufacturers, you know, amp manufacturers produced amps specifically for that, Um And um, yeah, so that that I think these days there are enough amps that are not too expensive that could drive the HE6. It's just you have to make sure you get the right synergy. And then the question is like HE6 SE versus the OG HE6, and which is better? Four screw versus yeah, all that stuff. But see, actually, looking at the FR, (laughs) Android's FR of the HE6 SE looks better than the original HE6. So I'm I don't know. I'm I'm curious about that. And uh, I reached out to IFM and see if they wanted to, uh, you know, send me a loaner or something. But um, I haven't heard back from them yet. But the, the crazy thing about that was that the Adorama deal, I don't know if it's still around. But the Adorama deal for what, 760 yeah, yeah, it's insane.
1: You can still get it. You just have to have like that special link. Yeah, so, it's yeah. it's
0: crazy to me. Like that—that that, It's like over $1,000 off. So yeah. they must be trying to clear them out. <laughs> send them off to Adorama and then off we go.
1: And I've talked to a bunch of people, and everyone that, that has bought that is basically saying, if you don't buy it at the seven hundred dollars price point, it's not worth.
0: Yeah, like you wouldn't you wouldn't buy that <laughs> at the original price point. But yeah. I think right now, like I don't think there's a better like provided you can get the synergy right with an amplifier, right, a specific mm-hmm. amplifier. I, I think that's like one of the best deals available in in headphones. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. It's like it's like Focal Alex level price, and like I would take than HE's I would take an HE 500 over a Focal x easily
1: I think it kind of falls into that that category too of um you know a lot of people want to know what the latest and greatest thing is right yeah. The HE6 was like the top of the line a couple of years back yeah and it's like it's still a you know, a top of the line. Even hit, even HE500 just... is like that too,
0: where it's like yeah. it did not. It's not like it got worse. Yeah, other <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's now more competition, and they yeah. they're out. You know, they're no longer sold, but which is a crying shame. But you know, if you that's why my question is always like, you know, with a lot of the SE models, they they didn't really get better. Like for the, mm-hmm. you know, HE1. Well, I mean, the HE1000 SE is is clearly more detailed than the aria and the he 1000 like no like there's no contest there but the tuning didn't exactly get any better <laughs> it got yeah. worse so I'm, I'm like yeah a little bit like uh what, what's that going to be like but then looking at the fr it's like oh actually that fr looks quite a bit better than what the uh, original had so it'd be interesting
1: yeah, they did do some tweaks on the adorama one as i recall from whatever yeah i don't
0: know was. yeah i'd be curious well i know they have a different headband they have the the deva <laughs> headband <laughs> the dreaded uh yeah. god I know it,
1: a bunch of people that are actually modding the crap out of it, where they're yeah. like literally just like one of the guys in one of the discords I'm I'm chatting with. He's literally his goal is to basically replace everything but the driver. I think oh even yeah. the cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just buy
0: the driver. I don't know if you. Can, yeah. 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 But I, I think we didn't use the um the Odyssey headband for that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he did that, which is which makes a lot of sense. The Odyssey headbands are way nicer. I need to get a the carbon one for my LCDXC i need to get my xc back from odyssey <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah so for for me i had i still have it it's just like a, me and a friend we're doing a little project of it but um you know i had the he6 four screw version right and like one of the you know fun things about the original like uh he6s was just you know doing all the mods to it just to change the sound yeah like the first thing I did was, you know, just kind of take out the fiberglass in the back of it. Right. Um, and then that's when like a bunch of us on discord also discovered, you could take off the yokes and the headband and put on the uh, odyssey ones. Yeah. So uh, yeah. On my HE6 uh, four screw, I did have the uh, high Fi man, or, sorry, the odyssey carbon fiber headband on it. Brilliant. Yeah, so and now... Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, is the, is the four screw the original? Yeah, there's the original. Like, the four screw is, like, the first. Yeah. And then a little bit after, they came out, like, the six screw version. And is the four screw um, better? It's the four screw, Um, I think, in, like, term of, like, the H 6 like, mythos. <laughs> because it was kind yeah. of, like, the first ones that came out. They're a little bit more consistent and a little bit different but as then they came out the six screw pretty soon after so the four screws became a little bit rarer right so on the used market you probably get like a few is more if you had a sick uh, four screw versus a six screw even though the changes between the two itself and like on an audible level was actually fairly small but yeah, yeah. It, that's like you know one of the other things about the uh, He6 that has just like such this like long lore yeah. behind it, yeah. Like all these different things and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, the reason I don't have my He6 right now, and I see him in the uh, the chat, like me and like Luis, we're working on like oh I see getting yeah. a custom shell made for it, just because you know the SMC's is pretty awful. <laughs> the actual cup is pretty bad kind yeah. of thing, right? And we just, you know, we've been playing with the idea of, like, making a new cup for it, and that's why my H 6 isn't here right now, just because we've kind of disassembled it just to, you know, take measurements and map it out. and Yeah. So, yeah, done front project. I, yeah.
0: I hope they... I mean, so it's really interesting to me with, with Hi-Fi Man, like, what happens with their sort of driver evolution, right? And, and so, so, you know... Ever having gone from like the HE500 and, or HE6 and HE500 to the HE560 si- and the um, 400I and, and some of these like they basically went double sided to single sided, right? And they sort of went more to the budget segment as well. And then on their high end, they've switched to the, HE1, the HE1000 style with the elong- you know the sort of egg shaped you know elongated cups. And and I think for a lot of people, there it would be nice if they still produced those HE6. An HE5 models, like, or some version of that. I know that, you know, the HE6 SE exists, but I wonder, like, for where, like, why... Because people, there's probably still demand for, you know, the original HE6s, you know? So I wonder why they don't keep
2: making them <laughs> or keep selling them. I, I think one of the reasonings is, you know, Hi-Fi Man, over the years, they've um, been changing... They have a new factory. They have different equipment. So the original equipment and mm-hmm. team also that helped produce the early HE6s, HE500s, they're no longer a part of hi-fi Man, or they right. don't have access to the same machinery. So the, you know, I would never actually go ahead and just like fully take apart. <laughs> my hd6 yeah. um driver just to see like how it would differ than say an hd6 se driver right. right but i'm sure people at least have you know at least a bunch of screenshots or pictures showing kind of differences in the at least the outside of it right right
0: right so, so yeah yeah it's it... I guess that I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense. I mean, even the last year where we've seen Hi-Fi Man's latest, I guess, efforts in, you know, the planar design in general, where they moved to the double-sided Deva, you know, double-sided and more entry-level stuff, and the Deva HE5XX controversy. <laughs> and it didn't really work. Well, so I was going to say is, like, the Deva didn't really work out for Hi-Fi Man all that well. It wasn't really a home run. And, um, you yeah, know, I could see why they would have sent it off to... Um, to drop right for the he5xx for that driver um but then you know in the other front you have these ideas like the her10 stuff where it, you know like I, I just have to think like there's something going on there where it you know they probably have to deal with different challenges that they wouldn't have had to deal with before i imagine and maybe it's from the pandemic or maybe it's from other reasons but um yeah because we don't i like i don't know what it's like for for the factories and, you know, all, what's all going on with that stuff. But I imagine there's some changes there that they have to accommodate. Um, just like every manufacturer has been hit, I guess, pretty hard by supply chain issues with, you know, the pandemic and stuff like that. So I guess I'm hopeful for 2021 and, uh, you know, seeing what co- the companies sort of, if they're able to get back on track, <laughs> I guess, with the good stuff that they've been doing. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, precog okay let's uh let's let's chat about the uh the darling and uh okay or was there anything there was something else that you were i was just wondering the, if you had anything else that you tried recently just the fd5 but it's okay yeah what's it's not great it's not great <laughs> is, is it a five it's... balanced arm or I'm sure is it a hybrid
4: i think it's a single dynamic driver single that's what it is yeah okay. i don't yeah but it's got it's a little wonky i think to say the least
0: like the tuning's a bit wonky
4: yeah, it's got I don't know I, I don't know if it's frequency response related or if it's just the driver they're using itself, but yeah. it's got this sort of like metallic tinge to it in the mid-range. Yeah. And then the treble is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, seems like again another example of dynamic you know, dynamic driver iems being yeah. more difficult to tune, more challenging yeah. to tune. Um and uh and yeah, so the darling, um what are your sort of like Cole's notes on that I know you're doing a you're putting together yeah
4: for sure so it's it's not a bad IM at all like few IMs I think are truly bad and it's certainly decent but I think the tuning caters to a certain demographic of listeners that and then on top of that, the price also makes it a sort of a tough sell, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, how much is it exactly? It's right it's in like four twenty, uh, I think. Yeah, like four twenty right, exactly. Right in yeah. the it, you know, it, why would you buy this if not instead of the blessing two price right. range? <laughs> right, it, it, it's channel. kind of a shame too because the the build
4: quality on it is phenomenal, and I love the accessories and all all of that stuff.
0: But yeah, it's it, at the it's, end it's, of the day, sounders. Yeah, it's Maury's the most. like it the i don't know how to, it's not the it's normal like shell design it's like the um like the final um yeah 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 f yeah. or an e series had uh, iem's mm-hmm. that are just more just like they stick out like that mm-hmm. um which is interesting and uh i i'm always sort of like baffled at like the i guess how they're able to get this it's what two bas and a and a dynamic. yeah that's that's the crazy so part like, and how I mean, do you a six get millimeter that dynamic driver it <laughs> right. just blows my mind how small it is <laughs> yeah like yeah I don't, i don't know what it is right now but yeah yeah so um but yeah i I agree with you i think it's it's the usual sort of upper mid-range shout kind of Mm -hmm. kind of tuning which but for the you know technical performance it's yeah it's decent. uh, i liked it yeah
4: it's pretty decent yeah for sure
0: um i think i'm at the point now where i'm so used to the uh, you know the other style with the acrylic shell and the normal ear hooks. oh yeah yeah. going back to the other style it's like well that's weird Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) but um yeah, I need to try it with the final final e-tips. Mm-hmm. Um, anything on your your radar for like new IEMs that you've heard of that you want to check out, you know? Next um, day? so I
4: got the C Audio Ume coming in. That should be interesting because it's I looked at the frequency response graph and it, it matches the Dusk very very closely. Oh, so, mm. might have a new total benchmark for the $200 price range.
0: And what what driver configuration is that?
4: Let's see one dynamic two balanced armature okay so that's the only really there's yeah there's not much competition for that hybrid um yeah that sort of hybrid 7 there's like the fh3 the legacy 3 and then the legacy 4 as well i believe but yeah that should be pretty interesting to see yeah and I also got a high Vienta b coming and that's what i'm really pumped about that's, that's one uh, of those
0: many people's end game
4: Yeah. Yeah. And the crazy thing that blows my mind is that it came out in 2014 or even earlier than that. And it's still supposed to be competitive today. And that's that's incredible in the IM world, which goes so quickly.
0: Is this okay? So something for Alan as well. But like, do you guys like what do you think is maybe the reason why um, some of these like you don't see the Hedition Viento in North America? Like you just it's hard to get. And it's it's. Yeah. I just wondering, like, what do you mm-hmm. think is like the reason for some is it maybe just they, they haven't tried bothered to try and expand into that market? Is it more on the manufacturer side or is it just, you know, for whatever reason, you know, the marketing doesn't resonate with the North American audience or. Yeah. What do you think is sort of the reason for that?
2: So I think this um, I do have some personal experiences with where Quest style, it is a Chinese company, but. I was able to work with the North American distributor in the US. And essentially the constant issue was, you know, they're based in China, we're based here in USA. So there's already the time zone difference. Mm -hmm. There's the language barrier. It's just, there's so much extra work involved when you have to operate with an overseas company, right? Mm I know for uh Hiddleton, right? That's how I pronounce it. Yeah. They have, you know, some dealers in um, Southeast Asia, right? And at least for that they're still within the same time zone. But then they still have to communicate with them, right? So sure, maybe they'll have some, you know, staff on hand for uh that knows english in a proficient way that you can communicate and do business with mm-hmm. but you know the layers of the complexities um grow when you go and operate out of your own country right mm-hmm. so you know that's primarily one of the biggest issues number two um their home base is you know Korea, Yeah. right so like if you were to say get a custom of the viento right it's just how would that you know process go um i do know a friend that was able to get one by going through a mm-hmm. singapore dealer but he had to get his ear impressions and then he had to get those scanned otherwise it would have even taken even longer had he sent the physical impressions right to korea right so it's just there's so many complexities Um, especially when you're in the custom market, that it's so difficult to navigate. And the biggest market for customs isn't our audience, right? It's the um, pro audio market, right? right? So why would a pro audio musician, even if they might really like the sound of the Viento, why would they go through the entire process and wait like probably well over a month to get it Mm -hmm. when you can work with like a UE or a JH or a Westone here in the States that can probably turn it out in a much quicker time. right? Right. And they, you know, you're operating on the same uh, uh, time zones, you're operating also in English. It's, it's very difficult. Right. Um, when I was with Questel, you know, we had a lot of Chinese brands appra- uh, approach us about us becoming distributor. And it just, you know, none of that, like, really worked out just because of the complicated logistics of everything. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, it's interesting. Um,
2: yeah, is, I mean, it's-
0: go ahead. It's
4: like a huge culmination of things. They also only take wire transfer and you got it. that slaps on another fee. Oh, okay. and if you want to get it at the best price possible, you basically have to go through like a local middleman, because if you buy through one of their distributors, the price goes up significantly as well. Right. So I think, and on top of that, they just don't really care to have a stateside presence, I think is what it is. Mm. so yeah i mean
0: that's always the disconnect between like there's there's those of us within sort of the you know niche audiophile communities who know about this stuff and are interested in this stuff and would potentially buy this stuff like if they were you know more about you know universals and stuff like that but that doesn't sort of hold in view the reality of the larger Mm -hmm. market who might you know uh be be more interested in this and and might be more of you know their their actual revenue so um which is kind of a shame for for us (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, maybe in the future that can uh, that can expand um cool okay well um i guess um i mean that's gonna be an interesting review uh moving forward um i i, I guess the other thing i wanted to ask precog is um uh how are you liking that new camera there <laughs> <laughs> just... i think everybody liked your your first video there on the on the s8 so. yeah it's
4: definitely quite the jump from anything yeah. i've used before <laughs> yeah tyler what was that? he
0: Oh, you're muted, you're, Tyler.
1: It's my new camera. It's my new A7, <laughs> A7 uh, S2, A7R S2, or a 7 it's, it's the A1. It's, it's, the,
0: it's, the... Yeah, it's
1: the A1. You guys didn't know. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. It's the best yeah. camera I've used yet.
0: Uh oh, it's glorious. So all of the you know awesome Instagram shots of headphones done by Tyler—they're all done on that camera. That little itty bitty.
1: True story. Fantastic. I'm, that's I'm one assuming of my toys that's. A, I got yesterday. I was going to say, I'm assuming this is like a
0: toy or a prop. <laughs> it's,
1: a, it was a, it's a limited release thing that Sony did for the A7R2. And it was originally a USB thing, yeah, um, but this yeah. one doesn't have the USB. But it was a. Uh, yeah, it's just a replica. It's like a. And it's crazy how detailed it is. Like, it's, uh, it's an actual full. Come on, there we go. Like, you can see, like, the lens. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's yeah, crazy. Like it's it's like a legit. Like quack. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> does, it, does the flippy screen flip out?
1: Oh no, it
0: does.
1: That'd be amazing, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I saw Jason Bong yeah. video on it. Sorry, and then I had yeah. to have it. So <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I have a little bit of a story of um, uh, back at RBAF twenty seventeen, I was um, just started at uh, the source at the time, and we were invited uh, to the Focal Room where they were unveiling um. I'm forgetting the speak, the Canta 2. They unveiled the Canta 2 speaker and they showed it off and they gave everyone like a little, like miniature focal speaker <laughs> display <That's dope. laughs> and they gave it to everybody. And then they gave me a bag and it's like, oh, cool. And then I like had it for all of like 10 minutes until they realized, like, oh, wait. They already got one so they like came by took it from me
4: wow oh my god
2: <laughs> oh, like... you have
4: the best stories man like <laughs> yeah i i've i've read so many of your stories like what, what's the most memorable one from your time working in this industry like are there any that come to mind
2: um i got so many <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, we can go and pr- probably proceed, and I'll like, I can think of some. Yeah, okay. It, it's like, yeah, you know, okay. I got so many that, okay. like, you know, <laughs> what, what would fit in the situation? Yeah. Like, just because, like, you know, you know. Tra- tra- trade show stuff. I
0: mean, I- I'm a newbie when it comes to the trade show stuff, but even just my experience of that led to many stories about just like interesting stuff that happened at, you know, at those shows, right? So, like, everything from like the when I went and talked to, you know, Fang Bian and, there was like the some gamer dude there as well like it was just a really weird situation but like yeah just just from one experience right i can't imagine it would be like you know being in the industry
2: for a long time and you know having a lot i have probably a million and a half (laughs) yeah. probably like half of them i can't tell (laughs) public (laughs) form but like some of them are just yeah yeah. vong he's a very smart guy um he's a brilliant guy um but I don't know if it's also like the language barrier or just like him personality wise, mm-hmm. but he is like very blunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, you know, I, I think it, part of it is
0: um like just when I was talking with him, he seemed to sort of open up a little bit and uh, we were just sort of laughing about stuff and you know, just having a good time. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, probably the setting also makes a difference for him. Um, But yeah, I had, I love talking to him. It was, it was very interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm just reading the reading the reading the comments here in the chat um, okay so with with that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back on a, on a story from from Alan at some point in the stream. <laughs> um, but um, so like moving forward I guess this year um, I wanted to ask like all of you guys like if you could pick like a I don't know something that you'd be excited about um, whether it's an event or say you know like your i don't know what would be your wish list for 2021 <clears> i don't think we've done that yet <laughs> like whether it's a headphone release whether it's i was actually kind of surprised like the whole celeste release thing that kind of crept up on me real quick <laughs> i was like oh wait we're doing this great <laughs> yeah. so yeah what what else i guess are you guys looking forward to starting with tyler
1: uh probably shows again yeah I, like i'm looking forward to going out and just seeing some of the people in the industry they're like chatting with um, like
0: justin and yeah yeah and
1: like you know Zach. zmf folks yeah. and um and then just go and be able to do like the meets and stuff just meeting the community too that's always fun um do, fun fact if you yeah. ever go to a meet don't expect to listen to headphones because more <laughs> often than not you end up just chatting and not actually oh, listening to anything is, this is
0: so true this is how it's always been for like our meets where it's <laughs> like we'll go we'll bring all this gear I remember that one that we did in Seattle, and, and it was mm-hmm. like, I listened to maybe two, three headphones. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of the time, we were just like drinking, having you know, having a good time, yeah. <laughs> having a good chat. Yeah, it I listened is, to the RAL. I think that was the RAL, it, and then I listened to the your Wallace VC and the
1: Borealis. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we listened Australis to the Aurora Audio. Borealis. That's right. Yeah. That's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. So when is the 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 next like realistic um,
1: Chicago? I think is the next Can Jam in June. In right? June,
0: right. so we okay. gotta hope that things are yeah better by then i mean it's it's weird in canada because you know the vaccine is not really available to the public yeah. so mm. at least not yet so i don't know how that's gonna work but it would, yeah that would be would be great um any particular you know i guess i know you your your favorite brands so, so are you are you hopeful for more i guess re- releases or i know zmf was working on that one
1: yeah that he's was... got the intro one he's still working on but uh i think for me um as far as upcoming releases that i'm excited for um i know um anything i'm really excited for the celeste um, oh yeah you haven't heard of it yeah yeah yeah. and then uh, that one i'm looking forward to and then the uh anything else because they were saying that they have you know look forward to the future so i'm excited to see what they come up with from the future um kind of intrigued by what grover had to say as well so it seems like there's a lot of stuff coming from the different headphone companies this year yeah um uh, you know they keep hinting so I'm waiting for seeing what, yeah. what well, these hints well, with. The, what, what comes to fruition the,
0: the Euclid I think is something that people need to try and see see if it works for them because mm-hmm. you know the technical performance was pretty interesting so that's uh, that's that's you know so Odyssey have done something now already and Focal and so I think
1: a, yeah a wish though a wish would be for Sennheiser, oh, Sennheiser. to actually yeah. do a replacement or not replacement but an actual next evolution of the hd 100 like I want to see that. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to see a twenty-year no. No. If it, I mean, the HD hundred is fantastic, but I want to see like the, an actual, like successor. the next one, yeah. like a successor. I don't want to see yeah. a you know. <clears throat> like That's what I would like to see, like an actual true to goodness successor to the HD hundred.
0: See, I'm I'm the the joke was that everybody wants a you know Sennheiser X Chronicle HD 850s but see, I I'm waiting. I'm holding out for the Sennheiser X Chrono. HD HD860S yes. <laughs> <laughs> These are jokes guys these are not actual headphones that are yeah. coming out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah um I I did forget to mention the Sennheiser IE 300 and uh what is it IE 400 like the new IEMs mm-hmm. which uh yeah it's interesting. Um okay moving to Precog for this for 2021 what would be your um am well, I Android phone just went off. Um, what would be your pick for, um, or like your wish list, I guess, for twenty twenty one?
4: Pretty much what Tyler said. Just the I want to go to my first trade show. You I haven't, I haven't gone to now. any of them. Yeah, because I basically got into the hobby when COVID just got started, so I never got yeah. the opportunity. So yeah.
0: Is there any like like specific driver tech in an IEM that you want to see actually, you know, succeed where it hasn't yet? Mm. Or like like so for example. So my, my answer to that would be like i want them to do a, a a luna with the tuning of the clairvoyance or something like that oh yeah 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 i mean i think that's what everybody wants that's yeah. what
4: we wanted the zen to be and yeah 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 but yeah um not really in particular i, I really want to see like that the planar magnetic stuff you right, know like right. the Audi's the lcdi4 stuff maybe if they can make it smaller minimize it or something like that yeah because we have the the, the p2 had that right they had a planar magnetic or something
0: the p2 is yeah um but it's the the, the treble. it's not insane. a real one is it i so i need to learn more about the drivers here because talking to krin um i mean he he made it seem like these were more like kind of pseudo planars um mm. or actually i'm not sure if he was referencing this specifically uh, maybe he's in the chat actually um but he, but he was saying that you know, there were a number of sort of like planar IEMs but they weren't the same kind of tech as okay, what yeah, know, Odyssey okay. was doing um and um you know listening to the to the P2 you know when you do EQ it it actually does have good you know all the all the same kind of hallmarks of, of planar tech right okay. and, like instrument separation and it just
4: takes so much power though I, it's I was insane. trying to it's so insane. it off my
0: yeah that, it's just not it's not
4: enough it's like and the trouble's just power. like shooting up it's all air
0: yeah yeah and the trouble is just nuts on it but um but that's one where you, I mean, I don't know if you would be using it portably, anyways, because mm-hmm. of the power requirements. So yeah, I'm fine EQing it, and when I did, it actually it sounds pretty good. But but still, like I think it has the same drawbacks that a lot of planars do, which is like it has this sort of like kind of sm- smeared and strained haziness in the mids, you know. Mm, okay. Um, whereas the the Euclid didn't have that problem. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Could yeah. Be. Um, but I don't know. It, it's it's there is potential there, but it's also such a challenge. So yeah, I, I I share your I guess interest in you know, what's doable with the planar stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um,
2: and Alan, uh, twenty twenty one wish list. <laughs> so yeah, I'd probably echo you know I'd love to go to shows again. Um, been going to you know tons of shows for years and years now, where right? I have known a lot of people. Yeah, but also, um. You know, I can't say too much about it, but, you know, last year was kind of more or less like a very kind of a past year when it came to a lot of releases, just because a lot of the kind of bigger, um, full-size brands, they did have plans on, you know, new products that they more or less like put on the shelf yeah. for this year, right? You know, be it complications, production, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um... You know regarding like say even the Heiser, like one of the things with Heiser themselves is they take a long flipping time to come out with flagships right you know what was like the 650 was the previous flagship before the 800 series mm-hmm. and that even took like many many years and we're only been like maybe like nine or ten years now since the original 800 came out so i i you know and i kind of spoke to this like last year um when they did do the anniversary when people weren't very happy that like hey you know it's why are you only getting you know a recolor hd800s but not you know a new flagship it's like well give them some time <laughs> kind of thing right just because i think the 800s that like came out like 2015 2016 or something yeah, like that yeah so sennheiser in a sense they over-engineer to a certain level right it's in my experience um selling 800 s's for like the last few years i've never had any of them break on me from like a customer (laughs) they're just like this is true (laughs) (laughs) but it's you know the the overall chrono aside um (laughs) cursed 800s you know it's it's so solid of a build quality yeah right yeah People would sometimes like remark to me when I, you know, they're feeling it in the store that like, oh, you know, it feels, you know, plasticky. And it's like, well, there's a purpose to the madness, right? That they wanted it to be a very super light, comfortable headphone and they used plastic to achieve this. But at the same time, you know, they're definitely working on something. They're not just like, oh, here's an 820 guys. Right. They're not just Uh resting on their laurels. It's the 820 itself was probably an anomaly where you know maybe axel Grill just wanted to come out with that before he left sennheiser right
3: yeah
2: but you know it's sennheiser is a massive company so they they have a lot of things going on i still expect good things out of them it's yeah. just you yeah. know just gotta wait for them yeah. but you know i'm you know parroting off of you know what tyler said earlier right you know when i would do like like the last big meet up that i did was in end of 2019 for sbaf and it was just you know very small like 15 people were like the max but even then we probably most of the time had something like uh 10-ish people and like most of the time i just spent you know talking to people Right, right right i had my gear that i brought but you know People like just being able to do the one on one and you know, connecting again. So yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, on the on the subject of, of Sennheiser, one of the things that I think they probably l- look at and evaluate is I mean, with with most of their releases, they are more budget or entry level or, you know, even mid level stuff. You know, the 560S came out not long ago. So and and it seems like there's a greater time gap between their high-end you know, releases um, which makes sort of a sense if you're a company that needs to that has like profit goals and you know you have you have to be a little bit more conscious of that kind of stuff and understanding where the market is for the like, where you're going to make your most of your money and given how small the the audience is for you know, comparatively for the stuff that costs $1,600 or two thousand dollars. Yeah, I can see them being like, okay, like, it's important that we have something there, but it's not as important as, you know, filling out the product line, you know, where we're going to get way more purchases. And, but then also on the, the same token, you know, they still need to have the thing that puts them on the map in the high end, because, you know, companies that have, yeah, you have to have something that like, you know cr- generates interest in, in in you know like the best ever kind of you know that's why they have the, the big the, huge the sony a1 that just came out oh yeah that's a perfect that. example like, like, yeah like yeah you have you make the thing that's super expensive and it's really good <laughs> it's really good yeah. and then yeah. everyone's
1: like oh what's gonna be yeah. what's the a7-4 gonna look yeah. like what's the next r look yeah, like? yeah yeah so,
0: yeah yeah well and and sennheiser with their of course, with orpheus but but also mm-hmm. you know the he1 and what all that stuff mm-hmm. right and you know yeah. hi man with the shangri-la like it's a strategy that these companies um need to kind of follow it's like it's sort of a competitive uh strategy because it puts you on the map in ways that you weren't before um and sennheiser has i mean that's the thing like as prices have shifted in the ridiculous into the direction <laughs> of the ridiculous right because it used to be why sennheiser hd800 would have been what around fifteen hundred dollars i don't know 16,
1: yeah fifteen sixteen hundred dollars and that was like like yeah and everyone's <laughs> like it costs how much yeah. <laughs> and now it's
2: like okay wait like hold, look at <laughs> hold sucks, my so, beer uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like <laughs> what used to be, like, the summit-fi yeah. of HD800 at 1500 yeah. dollars right, is now considered, nowadays, mid five. mid yeah. <laughs> while, like, Utopia's LCD-4 Imperians mm-hmm. are, like, that yeah. summit five now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one could argue, you know, that HD800S, it trades blows with mm-hmm. those headphones. Yeah. Um, But, you know, something else that just also came to mind for Sennheiser is because there's such a large brand, that's such a global brand, right? When, and I think the 560S was a good example of this. Um, when you release a product and you have such wide distribution mm-hmm. across the entire world, right? You can probably get Heiser in every, or nearly every country um, out there just because they're so spread out. But then that has its own complications of like well you know we're in you know 100 plus countries but now hd560s comes out and we can only make so many in a time frame so it's like well usa might want like say like brand number like a hundred thousand units and we can make like fifty thousand but we still need to distribute this fifty thousand units all over the world. Right, so right. I'm sorry, USA, if you're hundred thousand orders, we we're gonna give you ten thousand, we're gonna mm-hmm. give like you know, China ten thousand and start just distributing it, right? Yeah. So it's probably not just the fact that Sainheiser has to make a new flagship. It's just them also deciding, well, we can start making it right now and in two years we'll have enough supply right, to right. probably even ketchup. meet demand. Yeah right in the beginning or we can have just like this super long you know delay yeah like you know in pc hardware world right everyone wants a 3080 but like they're gone instantly right i want a 5950x but you can't find those in canada this is also true that uh, (laughs) canada gets the allocation of a third world country (laughs) it's it's true for for
0: tech in general it's pretty sad (laughs)
2: like one of my friends like she tried to get it like a 3080 strix she had one on pre-order since september yeah. and the only way she was able to finally get it like two days ago was right. she imported it from the u.s yeah it's pretty sad yeah
0: um i was fortunate i got on a I got on the list early for a for uh, i think it was the tough oc edition and i picked that one because i knew p- people wouldn't be picking it yeah because there was no real benefit to the oc edition right it was like it's the same card basically yeah but it was just factory oc right and i was like well i'll just get that one because i know it's the worst value buy and you know (laughs) the waiting list will be shorter for that and sure enough they were really short and um and then i figured okay the money extra money that i spend on the oc edition it's like way less than what i'd have to pay through scalping or getting you Mm -hmm. from the scalpers or from the or from you know importing with the um you know conversion rate and then also the import fees and whatnot which are crazy by the way Mm. (laughs) these days um, but yeah, getting back onto the onto the headphone subject, um, even the 560, I uh, I didn't have one available. I had to get one. I had to get DMS to send send me one. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah. even though we were, you know, Headphones.com is a Sennheiser dealer, our store. Yeah. You know, um, we I couldn't. send me one too. Like yeah, a <laughs> yeah. Like, there was no way that I could actually get one, so I had to rely on other reviewers. Um, yeah. and actually, it's been awesome with other all the other reviewers. Like Josh sent sent me something, and I'm I'm sending something to Max. So like, there's you know,
2: there's a lot of like <laughs> cross collaboration. Yeah, which is yeah. which is great. I
0: think uh, it yeah. works
2: uh, really you know, well. well. With the originally with the 560s, I remember you know because I also did like the launch for gsav mm-hmm. where they told us like months in advance, like hey, you know, this is new product, this is the details. You know, do you want to put in any orders? So you know we put in orders months in advance. Mm-hmm. And the idea was they are going to like in mid-September announce it and then late September be able to launch it. But, you know, even when they did the announcement, when it came time for, you know, Hey, okay, well, where's our shipment? Right. And it mm-hmm. took like us, like another two months before we saw anything in the store. So, you know, one of the things that Sennheiser, they kind of told me, was like, oh yeah, we ended pre-orders on our site just because we're also getting hammered with orders and we're getting angry customers too. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like for me, that's when I decided it's like, okay, I'm going to stop pre-orders because it's <laughs> like, I don't want to, you know, take pre-orders on something I have no ideas on yeah. and like, you know, when it's coming. So I understand. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh.
0: I mean there, there's there would be something fun about being a headphone manufacturer but something like that would also be a bit of a nightmare when you're trying to deal with so much so much demand like if like in sennheiser shoes where you're just like all right we're gonna launch a product this year and everybody get ready because it's gonna suck <laughs> 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 like life is gonna get real hard for a little bit <laughs> i'm gonna get death threats <laughs> but yeah um Okay, so we've been going for about an hour now. I uh, figure we should probably you know, um, get into the chat, and then we'll circle back to Al- a story from Alan. I'm still <laughs> putting you on the spot for that, um, guys. If you have any questions for anybody on the uh, on the live stream, uh, leave a question with a question mark. And that way we can get to it. Um, but um, I th- I think also um, I don't know. Should we just go over um, like maybe some some. Because we have sort of the 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 various different price categories that we all recommend, that that we've done. But I'm wondering if Alan would give his sort of the uh, you know, like favorite headphones under 500, favorite headphone under thousand, favorite headphone like okay, let's say entry level, uh, mid okay yeah entry level mid tier, high tier and and summit. What would be your your picks there? Mm-hmm.
3: Um.
2: Yeah. So I would say. You know, just starting from the top and working down, right? right? Yeah. Um at the flagship levels, um, I would say I'm probably in between two headphones. Um, either the Utopia or the Susvara, personally. Um the Susvara, because I just still really big um what was it? Planar fan, uh Utopia. I just really love how that thing sounds in general. The tuning um, is, yeah. The tuning is fantastic. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't mind a little bit of extra treble. So, you know, a little, a little bit of a treble peak there doesn't really bother me as much. Or mm-hmm. I might, like, tune it down in some EQ. Um, In the mid-range level, like I said, HD-100S is kind of the new mid-range. Grid range <laughs> I said it's level. still high-end. like still. It's, it's yeah. like on that, like, yeah. borderline level <laughs> yeah. of, like mid-range plus kind of thing right i suppose if you could you could get an hd 800 for you know really cheap and then do sdr mod and that would fit into like mid-range pricing yes so So i really love the hd 100s um big fan of i also have an lcdx i really love that thing um that's what i'm wearing right now yeah (laughs) so probably that's just like me with kind of everything one dynamic one (laughs) planar. yeah that's yeah yeah for sure um under the 500 category um i don't really know um i there's so many options nowadays in that category that and i'll like fully admit that it's not like a you know even though i have like the Sundar here right it's not one of the things that like yep well it's undaro time kind of thing right um (laughs) if i was to like you know say something right off the top of my head you know hd six fifty probably be the safest choice in that regard just because it's um you know such an all rounder
0: well this is six fifty
2: yes yeah but six fifty or six xx like yeah. everyone knows right but mm-hmm, for sure
1: uh sorry go ahead
2: Alan. nope yep. yeah yeah that was kind of it yeah <laughs>
1: okay I, I, I thought so about there was a pause uh so there's two questions um first one is Kevin asks uh what um Alan you'll be doing doing on for headphones um and then the next question was will we be getting the new Kef uh true wireless iem's in which i don't know if that's what is thing. okay Kef is the that's you got the speakers <laughs> that's what I, have. I have the metas the speakers right. yeah they're yeah. speakers you like those so. i love them they're fantastic <laughs> yeah, i don't um, i don't know anything about those <laughs> uh but yeah
2: Yeah. So uh, at least for now, what it seems like my role within um, headphones.com is going to be at least for the foreseeable future is on the um, website aspect of things. I'm going to be essentially product specialist when it comes to, you know, questions, you know, I just been like the last two weeks that I've been on the headphones.com team. um, We've gotten a lot of emails, live chats and, you know, there's just so many, you know, unique questions that people have. Like, you know, between this headphone, this headphone, what would you recommend? Or mm-hmm. can you just help me kind of guide me through? Like, do I need an amplifier? Or do I need a DAC? Right? It's just the basic level questions that people have. Just because you know, it's such a unique industry, right? Mm-hmm. So, like that's probably going to be the main role like um customer support at the moment but um we do have plans that you know i'll join um the podcast or the live streams every now and then see if i can help out on that aspect and you know i can always tell those stories (laughs) yeah but for sure
0: yeah so um and that's the thing i think like a lot of people don't really realize that like that's a lot of that stuff is what taryn was doing before (laughs) it's like it's been you know we're not it's not, not a very large company. We're, we're just a bunch of dudes who like headphones. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, it's nice. It, it sort of frees up Taren a little bit. Um, but yeah, we're pretty we're pretty psyched to have Alan on the team. I, yeah, again, I like the joke that you know, we just hired him for the memes. But no, re- realistically, he's got a very <laughs> important role. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, sorry, Tyler, what, uh, did you, f- you say
1: the other question was Have we prayed? I saw that to the holy <laughs> slam today. May your prayers reach low and slap hard. Hey, it be Eudis. taken out of context. So um, is that yeah. Eudis? Yeah.
0: Eudis. Eudis. <laughs> oh my goodness. God. That's um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Borealis <laughs> does have some slam, has some, some holy slam. So yeah.
2: Slam blam gang. Slam, yeah. Yeah. Slam the gang.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Question for question for Alan mm-hmm. on the subject of slam. Slammiest headphone you've ever
2: heard? <laughs> um, I want to say the slammiest headphone I ever heard was either the Abyss 1266, mm-hmm. but that's been a couple of years since I heard that, but recently it was probably the He6, my four screw on like a 300 watt Bryson. <laughs> that thing. <laughs> Felt like a truck on my head. Is that the speaker
0: amp that, or something like that? Yeah, it? It? it's
2: yeah. a speaker amp, 300-watt yeah, yeah. speaker amp for the HD6. That hit like a truck, but at the same time, that was like, I just took out the uh, fiberglass mm. uh, in the back, which was amp- acting as some dampening. And as a result, it was like super shrill. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, this bass is so fun,
0: but I'm so fatigued. <laughs> see, that's, see, that makes sense to me though. Like for people, I think like us, maybe, maybe that's, yeah. Um, I, th- I think in the industry, you know, writ large, that wouldn't make sense. But like for us, where we, we are comfortable doing EQ, like, l- let's just make sure like, like no damping, like just get rid of all stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they could be shown we'll just downshelf. you know? <laughs> yeah. So I want all the, all the slam. Um, and that's actually something I've noticed as well. It's like the, like that, that that kenderton headphone there um the the odin um it has um i mentioned it to some of the guys before but but it has some of that sort of like f- uh, felt material like the the, the same kind of mm. material that dca has that they put in the you know for the damping um and uh you, you hear it like you hear the front damping i mean at least i assume that's where that's that's coming from um so yeah i'm a fan of minimal i mean that's the sort of Odyssey's approach as well minimal damping and mm-hmm. and uh um, you know maybe that the, the fr suffers but uh, you know the, it's that it, it's the lesser of two evils um but depending on who you are i think right because there's um probably the bigger audience is like the people who don't eq looking at you tyler <laughs> <laughs> the devil we know the, this the, <laughs> This is the subject always comes up. <laughs> I saw you in my stream yesterday where I was eating.
1: <laughs> I had to say it. it yeah. like, uh... yeah, yeah.
0: I do need to get one of those RME ADI twos in because. I can send with... it up. Well, mine's nah. the
1: older model, but I should send it up if you want it. Well, it's i really sitting.
0: I, I probably I need sit. to get actually the the like full the RME ADI two Pro Pro like the... FS. Mm-hmm. No, no, but like there's also the Pro lines oh, and like the the, the, mm-hmm. the yeah for the pro audio side of things i need to get one of those um, those are badass yeah. yeah that would be that would be sick um i forget if there's a like the name is different but i forget it how. is i think you <laughs> look that up at some point um okay um
1: were there any more questions there the stream. uh, I feel, uh I saw 86 some more. versus susphara was one well, that's it's an easy low-hanging fruit to grab uh, alan i'll let you take that
2: so <laughs> is definitely gonna be better but at the same time Susvar is literally six times the price <laughs> <laughs> more than um, that right now with the uh well i guess
0: yes. yeah it depends which one yeah
2: yeah it depends on like which he6 be it an og be it you know a use be it an se right um Like with the HE6, like one of the things that made it so special within the community was just like all the different mods and changes people did. Right. Whereas for me, I think the stock tuning on the Suspara is nearly perfect. Yeah. Right out of the box. Yeah. But it is even harder to drive than the HE6, which is already a feat in itself so it is very very amp picky so that's one of the ones that like you're probably off the bat like yeah you just look at probably a big speaker amp for it right just because you're gonna need a lot of power for it Mm -hmm. so it's just gonna change so drastically depending on which amplifier you put it on right um it's you know that's the general gist of it it like i feel like it's The HE6 itself, if you get, um, in ideal situations, good amp, good pairing, it's like 90% of the way there to a Sasvara. That's just, you know, one shows how good the HE6 is, at least in my eyes, but also just like how the extra percentage, like the extra 10% is just like what I think the HE, like the Sasvara gets over the HE6 for yeah. five times the pro- or six times the price, right?
0: So, people who are like I've I talked about this in the past, but like people who go for if if you make something that you think is the best, uh, even if it's just a little bit better than the than the competition, there's there's there are people who are going to, you know, buy it because it's just a little bit better. I mean, obviously we're comparing within the same brand, but you get the idea, right? Like if something it doesn't have to be twice the price in order to for for people to be willing to spend, you know, five times the price. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you know, it'll just be a little bit better um and uh, i think the same is probably i mean you see the the, the crazy jumps and all the price brackets right i don't i don't know if i don't know if it scales like on a linear percent like that um yeah, the same yeah. way price does so um i saw some other questions here that we were pretty oh yeah i'm supposed for alan as well um have you heard the ab1266 you have heard the ab1266 but was that the the tc or that was the older one right
2: I think that was the older one, yeah. And for me, I think that was at a Can Jam RMAF. So it was a couple of years back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things that I always like. I know it's, I always feel like it's such a cop out, but it's like it was an unfamiliar situation. It was unfamiliar gear, yeah. unfamiliar music. That it's just it was so difficult to evaluate, yeah. minus just like, a skin deep level of like, wow, bass strong. <laughs> Right. So, so you know, the, the follow-up question
0: to that is, um, based on your completely thorough analysis of the AB 1266, <laughs> do you think it's better than the, uh, or how does it compare to the Utopia in this as far?
2: I think they're just, they're all so different, right, in many aspects of the 1266. It's like a behemoth. It slams like a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, a little bright at times the utopia can be also the same thing well not at least slam level right but it's just like it's got that that actual like that extra detail over it right the extra clarity um that you're getting from probably that beryllium focale design from it that mm-hmm. you know it's not as you know punchy obviously he has a 1266 but it's still like an excellent headphone that like it's We're comparing apples, oranges, and cherries right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's just, like, there's so many things that are different about it that, Mm -hmm. like, I can't say that, like, one is better than the other. It's, I always say, you know, it always comes down to taste and preferences, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then when you introduce, like, EQ into the matter, right, even if it's, like, oh, this is not the tuning that I like, well, just a little bit of EQ here and there, then, you know, then you're at the same tuning for all the things that you like, right? Mm -hmm. Yep.
0: As long as I'm going to
2: handle it. Yeah. Susvara is still, like, one of my f- overall favorite headphones that i like, you know, I, I don't like the term endgame especially, just because for yeah. me, I am i don't think I'm ever going to stop. <laughs> right. right. Like, Susvara would be something like, cool, I got that, and then maybe in, like, a year I'll, like, see what else came out. Right? Susvara S-E. Like, Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> right but like the Sasvara, it's kind of like my ideal tuning yeah. like right off the bat and then it has great technicalities and great detail and like it doesn't have the same slam as the 1266 but it's not like it's still really good and you put it on a speaker amp yeah, yeah. then it really opens up also so it, it's i funny. like all of them <laughs> it, it's funny i would have gone the
0: other way on the utopia versus 1266 because like mm-hmm. for me i mean this is the thing like like people who are more into dynamics would disagree but i find that the planar sort of like the 1266 to me sounded more detailed than the utopia and mm-hmm. this is also did and the lcd4 also did but the utopia had the best frequency response out of all of them so that was you know to me it was like the the you know and i can see again like depending on the music that you're listening to where um you know which which driver type you, you tend to gravitate towards but that's sort of like i guess instrument separation quality of the planars you know to me it was like that that adds that extra sense of, of of clarity to me but um but yeah i'm also definitely heavily on the utopia train for like dynamic driver i think it's the the best and most detailed one that i've that i've heard so for me, the only thing with the twelve sixty six is that I think they gotta iron out the tuning a little bit, but then as, as Alan says, I mean that's this is where EQ <laughs> comes in. I don't, yeah. I I don't know how many people are trying to EQ their AB twelve sixty sixes though. I don't know if that's really,
2: you know. I think also with the twelve sixty six, right? Mm-hmm. Just because it has such a weird fit on your head, right? right that how would you like do like say you know one general eq for everybody right just because my head is different than your head and then different than everyone's head right right Right. so there's so many variables in all of this and then it also just eventually just comes down to personal taste right i
0: remember so, when i was at kanji DMS was like he was putting it on my head and then he was like moving it <laughs> backward and forward and be like how does it change how which way, where does it sound right yeah and it, like it, never quite sounded right but was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> somewhat of odd like it, it had the lcd4 effect a little bit of like the relaxed upper mids and the yeah 14k you know craziness
2: the like the the only time i got a good seal with the 1260 or i got a decent sound was yeah. when one of the <laughs> abyss guys came over yeah and adjusted it yeah, manually yeah, yeah. on my head until it, i got it right yeah, yeah. prior to that i didn't think like oh well yeah i put it on my head for like you know a random show like a 2014 head me and then like it doesn't fit well in my head or is underdriven and it's like wow there's no bass here and it's like yeah. nope it's completely yeah. wrong there. right <laughs> it's so finicky of a headphone yeah exactly
1: barriers of entry, as i like to say mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's another. I mean, Tyler doesn't like the time that it takes yeah. to get
1: to. The, the less See, barriers in my way of listening to music, the happier I am. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, I want to have like a little, like
0: apparatus, like a whole, like rig fixture that is like, that I just I, I sit down and then I, it, you know, and it, yeah. <laughs> like, like you know how, like, you know, in, in Star Wars, there's the scene of Darth Vader's helmet going on. I want that with an AB 1266. <laughs> You know just every time i sit down in my chair it's just like
1: hair <laughs> adjusts <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the way it's got to be um i you know it causes me to be in excruciating pain for the entire duration of that <laughs> it's the price right yeah exactly no pain no gain <laughs> actually i didn't find maybe 1266 that uncomfortable yeah, I, I didn't mind i found the diana worse for comfort yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not with the, the dms pad pad It was great um all right, there's, there's more questions here. Um, yeah, someone's asking about uh, recommendations for a warm amp, or warm, wait, warm, warm sound? Warm I'm not sound. sure if that's, oh, maybe you're talking about headphones. I missed that. Um, okay, I'll skip that one for now. <laughs> yeah. um, there's
1: some interesting ones, but a lot of them just kind of, oh.
0: What uh, movies and TV shows have you guys recently enjoyed for sound design? Any movies?
1: movies and TV shows?
0: Yeah, I don't know what that is. no um so i i have somewhat of an answer to that um the the airpods max oh yeah that the meme tech phone the actually AirPods with Pro with too. some of the content on apple tv like like not apple tv but you know what i mean like you can get mm-hmm. the the um subscription or whatever right and i was watching some of that content that did have the whatever the, the stuff yeah spatial audio stuff that was really cool that was a cool experience it's not like the sound quality got better but the it was like the the sort of binaural aspect of the whole thing was really interesting um and then uh the other my other answer is um i really liked the sound design of uh the the james bond uh like quantum of solace movie i don't know if you guys that's a longer it's an older movie um let's say, i think it's like the second of the second Daniel one Craig. After yeah. casino royale yeah casino royale was good but then and quantum of solace the movie itself is not as good as the other as the casino royale yeah, right? but like yeah. the sound design was really good in, oh, okay. in quantum of solace and i think it was actually good in one of the in one of the more recent ones as well i don't remember which one though um but yeah they did a really good job on on that um even just like watch the opening intro sequence to um to quantum of solace um for the sound design and there's like yeah you, you get what i mean um. And let's see. Yeah, I don't know. But for you guys, any any games that have had good sound design for you guys, you guys played or movies? I know PreCog loves gaming, so <laughs> <kidding>. yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, totally.
4: Uh, nothing to really think.
1: jumps out. There's that new movie from um, it came out on Disney about the jazz that was pretty oh, good. Oh, uh, Soul. Soul. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. Really good. yeah. Um, trying to think. Game wise, uh, I, the uh, the piano player in Soul.
0: I mean, I I, I listened to the soundtrack, um, mm-hmm. I really yeah, like that. Really I can't remember the piano player's name, but he's on some, I think he's like one of the piano players for one of the talk shows as well. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, um, I, I went down that rabbit hole because of the soundtrack, and then I started listening to all of his stuff as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Game wise, I played Cyber Shadows pretty fun, but I usually when I you play that stuff, it's Cyber Shadow it's like a little new side scroller, it's Ninja Gaiden clone just came Mm. out um that one has pretty cool sound but nothing that was like screaming at me yeah trying to think nothing too crazy right now uh yeah nothing too much that's coming to mind
0: all right um i see there's there's lots more questions here any chance of a battle between andrew and tyler in 2021 ultimate solid state versus tube system under 5k
1: I was com- Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, how to answer that
0: one. I <laughs> <laughs> meant, like, a battle isn't, like, a fist fight. I would lose. I, I, I would lose <laughs> horribly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tyler would ragdoll me. It would be terrible. <laughs> I,
0: don't,
1: yeah. I think he's trying to say, like, I think because I'm assuming he's talking about, like, solid state versus tubes battle, but I don't.
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean because I'm a tube i I'm a two boy now too. Like I'm super Yeah, a, I'm so it, it, it into doesn't the, uh, quite fit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I no, but to be fair, I mean traditionally I've been a solid state guy. Solid state and inefficient planars has been my mm-hmm. gem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even you know from the like Mr. Speaker's days to the high end stu- stuff and mm-hmm. you know that's sort of been my my kind of thing. But then in, li- in recent times, especially hearing the Hampson Sound Kenzie man, like yeah. it's just such mm-hmm. a different like experience um yeah Concur. i'm I, hyped to hear more of that kind of stuff so i don't know if yeah. i don't know if a battle is exactly the yeah, yeah so let's, let's try like, like
1: <laughs> it'd be more of just us probably going off about how awesome tubes and certain yeah amps are. yeah i mean
0: we both own ZMF <laughs> headphones too so yeah. like we're very much in that sort of like you know like lush kind of you know romantic yeah. kind of sound as well um but actually i wanted to mention um I don't think that the Verte is is the is the right headphone for the Kenzie and I think the so like it's interesting talking to Justin about this because um I mean obviously for the sound quality it is good but but the output impedances for this this model specifically and I think mm-hmm. um you could probably ch- you could probably ask for something else right but like I think that for whatever reason like I don't know if they would quite be the right ones because and maybe Justin I should get Justin on the live stream because he's more knowledgeable yeah, he'd love to, he's, sure. yeah awesome okay. but um the, on the 300 out uh 300 ohm out um it there is a little bit of noise floor there so it's like it is the right one as far as like sound quality goes like in the, the you know the i guess the tone that it has but maybe not quite as far as like the synergy for like if you're wanting to get something that has no noise floor like you might with a solid state amplifier right um i think you're gonna have to approach it a little different a little differently <laughs> um and um but yeah, um, I think that's also one of the reasons why the pendant exists because I think Zach loves you know the Amazon sound, sound sound, which makes perfect sense. And then he's like, "But I want it to be like even more synergistic with my stuff." So, <laughs> so yeah. Um,
1: um, yeah, I agree. Like, I think that's it's definitely one of those things. And then these are actually the Verde clothes specifically. Are they're. They're not as I mean they're warm, but they're not as warm as like the Aolus or like and the same with the opens. It's, like they're not Interesting. You know, yeah. You know, like they have more of that I still need utopia to, feel. I
0: need to <laughs> ping Zach about getting an Aolus up for for review as well. See if I can do they're that. Great. Yeah. Um but yeah, um actually did did you Tyler, did you hear anything about the pendant S E or like the new I know he uh, sent an email. I know up. he's
1: working on it. I know they're pushing it out here soon. Yeah. I think end of February. Um I haven't had a really a chance to chat with them too much lately, but I I, I did PM recently. And I was like, "Hey, sorry for not chatting too much lately. We should get together and do yeah. another chat and what have you." But uh, uh, yeah. I know they've been just super busy cranking on headphones. To be honest with you, <laughs> it seems like they're still just like heads down cranking on headphones. So
0: that makes sense. I mean, yeah, especially because like pandemic's still in full swing, and I, I see all their like Facebook, you know yeah, uh, yeah. Media, <laughs> it, i think that's content. i
1: think that was bigger than i think they were anticipating as well like how yeah. many people actually were gonna like it i think it was a, a bigger grab than they were expecting as well like yeah. it was crazy like those all the ZMFs the the stabilized they sold out in like seconds like yeah. was, it was like it was like trying to buy a 3080 for my understanding <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like yeah. <laughs> you know it's like uh, i think even people were saying that they started doing bots for them and stuff so that's it's
0: crazy, um. Yeah, I need to get back in touch with Zach because, uh, yeah, um, the dude has amazing headphones. Um, so here's an impossible question: What's the end game headphone under five hundred dollars? I saw that. I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Next>. HD six fifty, <650. laughs> HD six fifties, and HD, amplifier, 60. and never look at the 60. internet again, or, yeah, or, or 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 um uh, six hundred or whatever HD six. Yeah. You, you know what I mean.
1: One of the early Sennheisers. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Would an Army ADI2 DAC FS be an endgame DAC amp for you guys? Again, this is the term endgame, which is like—I
1: think it's a great DAC. I used it for a lot of my comparison stuff, just because it's lean slightly neutral. I mean, but then I don't—I personally don't think there's that many neutral DACs, if that makes sense. Like, like well, then also define neutral for the person too, right? Well, what,
0: so what do you mean that. by like neutral DAC? As in like doesn't change the sound or yeah like it shouldn't the all down i guess it, it depends on what you're trying yeah. to do
1: yeah because i mean the bifrost is definitely i would say that leans slightly warmer but it's DAC, so it's like it's such a minimal part of it that it's like
0: see i don't know i i'm of the opinion that like like of all of my testing that i've done and switching around for different DACs mm-hmm. and amps and stuff like that the DAX don't change the frequency response. I've never seen like on the off the shelf ones. Like, oh, okay. I think off stuff especially. Yeah. yeah I tougher. think for the ones that are custom or like actually even maybe I don't know about the cord stuff. I haven't really done much measure with the cord stuff. But the biggest I, I, I gotta say, like the biggest difference that I've heard among DAX was between the you know the off the shelf stuff and and the cord stuff specifically yeah. when i had the it cord stuff like thing, an r2r
1: like, custom built stuff i think that's the
0: fpgpa or whatever custom thing that they have mm-hmm. um but the cord um i heard the dave and the um hugo one of the hugos mm-hmm. um and i remember being pretty blown away by the by the dax there yeah. um And how different they were. Yeah, I
1: definitely noticed. That's when I noticed the difference was when I went from a off the shelf to like an R2R. Yeah. My first, like, oh, that that is different. Um, Yeah. And then, and then once you, and then it's such a minimal thing. Like, you really shouldn't, and unless you're literally doing AB between them, it's it's really hard to like. I would have a hard time, if even possible, for me to really be like AB, pick blind testing. Oh, that's the whatever one. Um, But I do think,
0: like, to answer that question. Would Army ADA two FS be an endgame DAC AMP not AMP, but not the AMP, but yeah, the DAC. No, but sure. but the DAC portion, like it would be endgame in the sense that it has way more flexibility in its in its functions and features than I think anything else. I can't think of anything else that has that kind of functionality to it. So mm-hmm. it would be an end game in that sense if that's what you care about.
1: Especially for the price. Like the amount of stuff they shoved into that thing yeah. <laughs> for the price is bonkers. Like it's a fantastic little unit.
0: Yeah. So Maybe is <laughs> the answer. I like I like the Matrix X Pro for um. Well, I mean it was the it was the DAC that that had the ESS. It was the ESS based DAC that didn't have mm-hmm. the glare, so it had all the benefits of the you know resolution and, and you know that slightly more analytic presentation compared to like a Burr Brown based DAC without the, any of the drawbacks. So
1: see see Burr Browns to me are those you can tell difference like oh yeah like, they're, they're, they're they're smoother <laughs> they they're yeah like, those are. A- uh, a yeah. warmth to those or i wouldn't say warmth like a what do people like to say uh sweet or or gooey is that one of uh, the terms that uh, yeah. they, like, use for
0: those? i mean to, to, <laughs> to me yeah like i, I have heard some like the higher end implementations of the burr browns are less they're a little more analytic as well mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know if it's like uniquely burr brown or if it's like just the way that they've because it's all ifi stuff right yeah so um yeah i don't know but uh, for me now, I'm definitely I'm, I'm happy with the ES 9038 Pro chip, the way that it's being implemented without IMD humps. I'm pretty happy about that.
1: Hopefully, more of them come out with yeah. better implementation. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Well, no AKM anymore, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, yeah, we don't get the velvet sound anymore. <laughs> uh, we have to deal with the cheese grater. ESS status Yeah. <laughs> no staviers. longer, no longer cheese graters for ESS. <laughs> um but no i it's like so to answer that question again the the matrix x saber pro the reason why i like it so much is because it is the closest to like a reference kind of dac that i could like references in like you know i'm measuring headphones here and i'm I, i you know when you're doing that kind of stuff you want something that is not gonna affect like for both dac and amp you it's not just about like you know, wanting it to sound good, you want it to be something where it can be consistent and reliable, and then there's lots of information already about them so that that way you can kind of square what you're measuring with what other people are, have measured as well, and it's all comparable and all makes sense. Because the last thing you would want is to, like, I think as much as I liked that Rupert Neve DAC, I don't think I would use it for measurements because I think that is actually changing the sound a little bit yeah. too much. Um, so. For reference i think you know the trans more like the quote-unquote like transparent kind of equipment is probably better but i have been having have a lot of fun measuring headphones off of the tube amp and seeing what the impedance changes do to various different headphones i said about the yesterday's live stream that you know the focal headphones would be fine off of it, the open backs but actually after now testing with the focal clear even on the low impedance out it does change it too much it, it like weren't like if you thought the clear was too bright which i don't it would just just you know clockwise tilts it like crazy so i don't, I don't know if, but the other ones would probably be fine like the utopia and the alir and the Alex would probably be fine um anyways that's a that's a rant
2: um alan you have a story for us yet <laughs> um i i did think of one okay but as i've told it before in discord but um okay. so last year at the source 80 um we overall, you know, we sold a lot of equipment, be it from headphones to speaker equipment to cables, right? And when it comes to the high-end aftermarket cable market, right, they get really pricey and they attract very interesting people, <laughs> to say the least. So last year, right before the pandemic really started and kicked in we had a customer that like called us and he was looking at a 275 dollar like usb-c adapter dongle right a very expensive thing that's like very audiophile kind of you know that kind of a crowd and he said like oh i already bought like three of them it's like it's $275, and you bought three of them? It's like, yeah, the first one I got was perfect. It sounded great, looked great. But the other two I got, they look bad.
0: What was the difference in how they look? What?
2: It, like, he was, like, saying there's some issue with the heat shrink. It didn't look great. Oh, So the dealers that he got them from, he returned them. And then he called us to see, like, hey, can I order it? and what's the return policy and like i like half of me I was like well i don't want to like just sell a thing that i have to special order that i know i'm going to get a return on but at the same time let me you know, consult the boss and you know let him know like what's happening right so i talked to the boss and the boss himself was a little perplexed but he was like sure if he's not happy with it we'll take back the return right so we order it for him and even Nord- Nordos calls us and's like, hey, uh, if it's for this guy, be aware he's a seer returner guy. It's like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> I well know. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he gets it, or we get it into our store. And then he is like, hey, can you open it before it goes out? And it's like, uh, sure. Right? So I open it and I look at it and it looks like there's like one little kind of like mark on the heat, like the heat shrink, just like a little mark. It was like really small, but I like told him in advance. I sent him pictures. I sent him all the stuff to make sure, you know, it would be fine, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, uh, you know, it doesn't look perfect, but you know, whatever, go ahead, send it to me anyways. Like, okay, sure, right. So I send it to him and he goes, well, after listening to this new one, it sounds even better than my first one. What? So this is this
0: is like within the within the realm of the people who are buying, um, you know, SD cards, sp- yes. special SD cards for their. <laughs> I flying. still can't get over that. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. and this that's is... not where it
2: ends. Okay. <laughs> oh but like, so he he likes the sound of it. He says it sounds even better than his first one, but he's not still happy about how it looks. So he's like, Hey, can I you know, talk to the boss again? It's like, sure. So I transferred to the boss and the boss makes a call to Nordos. And it's like, Hey, you know, we were told this. And like, we made arrangements that they would actually RMA the first one. And they would send us a brand new, freshly made new one that they would inspect to make sure there's no little, any visual imperfections with this newest one. Right. So it's like, okay, yeah. So we authorize the RMA and then they send it to us and I tell the customers like, Hey, it's here, you know, just send back the old one and we'll just swap you out with the new one. Right. And it's like, well, would it be possible if I can get the new one before I send back the old one? It's like, yeah, if you gave me another $275, <laughs> right. Cause I'm on the hook, right. If you yeah. don't, if I send you the second one yeah. and they never get the, the first one back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he was, like, fine for me to charge another $275 on this, right? So I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And I was running a credit card over the phone for him. And then he starts going and telling me, he's like, yeah, Alan, what I I did was I got Nestle Pure Life bottled water. And I cleaned the connectors. And it sounds even better now. Wait. What? What did he do? (laughs) He took bottled water. Bottled water, 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 but specifically Nestle, specifically. pure life water, <laughs> and clean the USB connectors. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. okay. I'm just like, I'm on the phone and I'm like, what? <laughs> but like, I'm really nice to the guy. And it's like, okay, cool, man. I got your card charged. I'll get this thing out today. Right. So I sent it to him. He gets it. And then he says, well, it looks visually perfect, but I still like the sound of the second one I got from you. (laughs) Like the the first one we got from us, but the second one he got overall, right? Right. He's like, I like that second one sound more. And I also rearranged and realigned the heat shrink. So now it sounds even better. Realigning the heat shrink. Oh, my Yes. (laughs) And I made the mistake and I called them once on my cell phone, my personal number. (laughs) <laughs> and the amount of like text he would send afterwards. <laughs> and it was just like, this dude like blew my mind <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> and like Nordost, they called me and it's like, okay, you know, how's the situation going? And I even told them, was like, yeah, the guy said he cleaned the connectors with Nestle Pure Life water and that made a change. And also he realigned the heat shrink and that made it better. And even Nordost rep was like, what? <laughs> Should have used Asanji water. I don't know well, that's the best. Or Fuji fruity. Fruity's the best. Oh, is best? it? Yeah. It's like, are you sure this guy's not joking? he's like, no, he sent me like hundreds of texts last weekend. He, he is completely a hundred percent serious Jeez. of like his beliefs on this stuff, on like the cables making a difference. Mm. It was it was so intense yeah and then you know i was like okay so it sounds like he likes the sound of both of them so he'll kind of keep them but like the nordos rep was like well just in case we'll go ahead and keep the rma active just in case he changes his mind which um you know two weeks later he decides oh yeah uh, i'm gonna send back the second one I was like,
4: uh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a real hassle
2: uh... it, it was it was such a pain and oh, then like man. the next like two months of him like texting me about like i like it and then he said but it made the sound more gay <laughs> it's like oh this guy okay this guy <laughs> i'm just like how, how does a not, usb he has to be trolling at this point I, I, he was like dead serious and i know like wondering like how does a usb dongle sound gay Wait, was this
4: the TV guy, too? Like, yes. Okay, okay, yeah. I've seen this text. <laughs> it's legit. Uh, oh,
2: my goodness. He, he was like, oh, I also want to upgrade my TV because, you know, the Source AV sold TVs. Right, right, yeah. And he was like, I looked at the YouTube videos for the Sony A9G, and I thought that the colors looked too... Again, he called it gay. It's like... I don't get that. I, what? I can, that's like... Yeah. It, it's... Uh, I don't know. We have, like it's there's so many like things weird with him. <laughs> yeah. He was People he was are weird. out there. Are strange. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. I can't see that's the I mean this this is the one downside with like an industry where okay like not everything is, you know in fact most things are not snake oil and placebo and whatever else, right? But some things are. And mm-hmm. and some things are like there's psychoacoustic effects. Mm-hmm. and and like with that stuff like i don't know like there are bound to be people like that guy you know where i mean the question is like here's sort of like a more of a philosophical question on that right does he actually hear a difference <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. because i mean we know obviously there is no actual difference there but does he actually hear a difference like you his know? perception of does he, of a word does a he you know there. does the convincing of it from the framing effects and the psychoacoustic effects because if you think about it in many ways, even just when you're comparing, like, you know, say you listen to, like, an LCDX for a while, or, or Focal Utopia for a while, it's like, a really detailed headphone for a while. And, like, you can kind of get used to that, and then you go and listen to, like, a K371 or something a little bit more, like, you know, less detailed, like a more, you know, very budget headphone. You're like, okay, well, obviously, you know, the difference is pretty, pretty significant, but um, I, I kind of got used to that, you know, Utopia sound or whatever it was, the, de- the detail there, right? And then you realize that like a lot of what constitutes as like detail is, is what draws your attention and the difference that you hear when you're swapping between, you know, this stuff. But Once you sort of start to kind of like acclimate and get you know normalized to the sound that you're listening to for a while, because you're not comparing it with anything else, you don't have that extra sort of like attention grabbing effect where you go, oh, wow, this is clearly way better than the other thing you know that I had before. And so what I'm wondering is like, you know, does it help him with paying attention <laughs> to things? And maybe that's where he's like getting that sort of extra perception there of detail. Cause it's like, he's actively trying to pay attention for differences that he believes really, are really are there. Um, and so maybe, maybe, and this is something I, I've talked with Matt economist about as well, but like maybe these sort of psychoacoustic effects actually do cause people to, to, you know, hear them as more detailed or hear them as better. Or more gay is. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I, I probably
4: twist They all exist, and we just don't hear them. Like, maybe that's what I've always they, wondered. like You know, maybe, maybe this stuff actually people. happens. We just yeah. aren't <laughs> able to hear it.
0: But, you know,
4: that's a
1: He's, a, he's, a, he's a evolved. World. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> next
0: level. He's you know that picture of like where where it's like the different brains, and then it's like the bottom
1: one. <laughs> he's at the bottom. <poly. laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. See, I was, just, I was just calling in the chat, like, I wonder what the different flavors of LaCroix, how that would factor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is, is grapefruit the best or is, you know, uh, one of the other ones, like a berry or something? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. Um, I see another question here. Uh, can you have the cable guy on the show, please? I don't know who the cable guy is. Like, do you mean the cable guy who goes and wires up your house for, like, internet or, like
1: this cable guy the, so. pro- pro- probably that the guy, guy i was telling that, you yeah the guy oh, he guy. was talking
0: about
2: yeah, yeah. okay um uh, i, I haven't talked to him in like half a year yeah. Yeah, i i That'd can't see this
0: th- th- there is like people often ask like can we you know, get so and so on because it would be drama like whether it's like amy or or you know the D- dt 990 guy or you know, there's a bunch of people who it's like they, people want that and I'm just like I, is that really an interesting conversation I don't think that's an interesting conversation <laughs> so I think at I that point it's that. just memeing on someone yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Amir would be an interesting conversation I think but um, I would yeah Android says he's a nice guy so I you yeah, know, I'm open to it um, Zeus as well I'd be open to that maybe we'll make that happen one day but you don't see his face yeah
1: I got I got you covering
0: <laughs> me I'll let's do this <laughs> we all have to use gopros that's how that (laughs) i've been actually thinking about getting a gopro because like one of the things i want to do especially with like iem reviews is i want to do them outside somewhere especially well maybe not right now (laughs) because no but um you know uh, it'd be nice to eventually be able to you know get out of the get out of this you know and uh do some more reviews outside um I tried doing one once and it went terribly because it was like I'd start and then like people would walk by like <laughs> like oh, I feel weird talking about it. Yeah, no, right. It's it's really awkward <laughs> when you try and do yeah. that outside Yeah, yeah. Um okay, let's do a few more questions and then we'll we'll, we'll call it. Um Kerwong believes cables make a difference. Actually, on that subject, I have it over there. Um Danda sent me his um he sent me the stelliance, which is <laughs> something i i don't recommend people do this but what he did was he took it's a very expensive mod but he took the stellia driver and put it in his radiance um so he's got a radiance with a beryllium driver and i i don't think it worked out i mean like only because it did something weird to the base Um, but he seems to like it a lot and um but he also sent me some some um aftermarket cables and he's wanting me to test that out to see if it changes my mind on you know being a cable believer so i'll do that and maybe maybe i don't know maybe by the next live stream we do you'll find out that i'm a i'm a cable believer (laughs) because i mean to me it's like it would be one of those things that are like it would be so cool if it actually did and that you know it changes the orthodoxy and the paradigm and like you know all that stuff that people tend to agree on that you know cables don't really make a difference so it'd be an interesting thing if it actually turns out that it did and we're all just uh you know. We're small braining it here. <laughs>
1: sorry. Um well I think if you look at like the science like the science of it, um I mean every material has different, you know,
0: sorry, I See, I see says, but I mean, the biggest problem is using Nestle over EV <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry <laughs> but, but, well as i said it's more just down to like it, it's sure there might be differences in the cables but how much can you actually hear What that if, if we are even capable of hearing those differences is really the bigger issue of it than anything else right especially on such short runs of for headphones right, right. so yeah um but yeah um,
0: or maybe stuff's being introduced i don't know maybe stuff's being introduced in the cables where there's like some analog like thing that's actually altering the sound like deliberately <laughs> like not just Maybe there's something else inside yeah. the split. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Putting DSP in resistor, the cable. There's a resistor a in there difference. or something. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, someone says it's not for drama. I think I would be really interested. It would be really interesting. Amir is a tough. T- oh, well, thoughtful. Thoughtful. Am, and hear him explain <clears throat> how he thinks measurements translate to the experience might be nice yeah I'd, I'd like to have that conversation right i what i don't want is the conversation about squabbling over abyss measurements yeah <laughs> which is the drama which will people, happen yeah will yeah probably exactly. happen. yeah because like actually like i i kind of i kind of agree with what jude said about that more than mm-hmm. cause you can't have one seating i'm sorry like it, yeah it, that's it not good it doesn't work um one of the two bamp reviews coming out uh next week next week i'll be doing a review of the kenzie mm-hmm. not like it'll i'll be doing it next week so you'll see it sometime near the end of that week um but yeah um more tube amp reviews this is a thing that's been a learning process i think it's like it's tough to review tube amps when you basically have to throw all the data out the window <laughs> Like could, changes, I don't, right? so I don't like know how so to talk hard, about but... it in terms of anything objective like that's even like I was talking with Justin about that and he's laughing at me he's like you want to know how the sauce is made don't you and I'm like yeah I want to know like what <laughs> is it about like he's telling me all this stuff he does all the technical information iron. the
1: answer is iron more is he, iron.
0: right like he, but he knows right so he's like he's trying to tell me about this stuff and I'm like but like I'm see what I'm seeing in my measurements here nothing is different so what but clearly it sounds different so what is causing this and he's like yeah man this is just tubes this is just (laughs) yeah so uh, but he has a very uh, nuanced and and very intelligent um, approach to to or like uh, I guess a view of measurements and attitude towards measurements which I think is worth actually having him on the show and talk about as well Um, because I I tend to agree a lot with a lot of what he says Um, I think it's and it's illuminating uh, which is really good um fun guy to talk to. Yeah, I think there are like more voices like his need to be heard in the community. Because right now there's this these these debates about like data versus subjective, objective versus and he's like that's it. <laughs> it's not really about that. Yeah. Um So yeah. um yeah, um anything else uh that you guys see there?
1: Uh, mostly it's just like the tubes. If someone did say we should s- somehow get onto this show called Between Two Speakers. Oh yeah, Never actually. It, so
0: uh, I yeah might be chatting with the person who does that at some point. Uh, DMS I think was the one who is trying to connect um, connect me with that person. Um, yeah, I'd love to. I think the one he had on recently was New Record Day, and I'm actually so like, I'm I'm surprised and also impressed at how well that dude did. Because it is the same kind of setup as between two ferns, right? It's sort of like trolling the trolling it's an the interviewer t- trolls people, but the the guy from New Record Day was hilarious. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not into vinyl at all, but like that channel is actually awesome. The New Record mm-hmm. Day guy, um, I'll check it out. The yeah.
1: cheap audio man. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I think you know, I think I have. He's seen his. He yeah, there?
0: yeah. Um, the hybrid tube amps. What do you all think? The hybrid tube amps. I've never really. I love. I've, uh, like the one, the only one that I've tried. Like I used to actually have a hybrid tube amp from HiFi Man, and it, it, uh, I still have it somewhere, but it, mm-hmm. the knob fell off, and I just don't use it. Um, <laughs> Tyler's laughing. <laughs> it's true, it's true. It was the E F five, and the knob fell off, <laughs> and that. Uh, but um, but no, Beans I the, continue. The only uh, one that I actually, uh, like the only evaluation of a hybrid tube amp that I could give is is maybe the um, CTH uh, Mass Drop CTH, but. That died on me within ten minutes of use. Like it, like the Oof. the the uh-huh. tube literally cracked, and, and then it oh. made a pop sound, and smoke came out, and it was terrible. So, and, and they they replaced it. You know, they were or no, they didn't replace. It. They they gave me a full refund, um, which was great. But
2: um, for the ten minutes that I got to try it, it sounded good. <laughs> so. Yeah. One of the um, tube hybrids, that I'm pretty interested at that. I saw that um, someone actually mentioned a little bit earlier was the new Macintosh oh yeah for a headphone amp right um it's not so, apple
0: that's that's the macintosh audio yes brand. yes you know
2: the one that's <laughs> been around for 70 plus years yeah. right um you know at the source we were a big macintosh dealer it was like a reference dealer so for me i heard a lot of the um, macintosh products and really liked how it sounded like the mha 150 that was one of my favorite solid state amps. yeah but it was also like $5,000, so I was like, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um, For me, like, the MA252, that was a uh, 100-watt hybrid solid-state tube amp that when I put on the uh, RAW SR1A on it, on the HE6, LC4, that was like a fantastic amplifier for it. It was amazing of a pairing. And with the MHA200, their new hybrid, it seems like it's not a whole ton of power, it's something like 500 mi- uh, milliwatts. Yeah. But at the same time, it's you can select the impedance and it will remain consistent. So it sounds like it actually has impedance matching on it. Interesting. Yeah, so it's a very interesting headphone amp, and it's also $2,500, so half the price of the MHA150, right? And then that price point, no, I'm really interested in that thing. And it looks really nice. It looks like a, you know, a Macintosh product and well-made like one. But I'm probably also going to guess that those things are going to be completely sold out within the first five seconds because, you know, everybody's sold out of everything right now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, lost Tyler for a second. I'm assuming it's because he's got no pants on and he has to stand (laughs) up. Ooh. Yeah, no, I, I need to try some. Of, like, there's, there, there's, like, the shit audio, you know, hy- hybrids and stuff. I, I, I don't know. This is just my, like, random speculation on the subject. But I imagine that, like, the, as far as, like, hybrid tube amps, the, like, I don't know, the, it seems fairly saturated in the, like, mid-level, entry-level to mid-level mm-hmm. market for hybrid tube amps. That's where you see a lot of this stuff and my experience with with tubes in general has been like the mid-level stuff is not really that special it's when you get into the like higher end stuff like the kenzie that it's like a big like oh my god right and it really is worth the investment i think um and the pendant as well and you know those and glen otl and whatever else right the, that stuff so what i wonder is does that same kind of thing hold true for for hybrid amps you know are there hybrid amps that i haven't tried that are in you know this higher end like what you were saying alan about the 2500 hundred dollar one yeah i wonder. i'm wondering if like that i guess is still true there as well <laughs> <laughs> so i guess it's just a matter of needing to try more stuff yeah and uh yeah getting more exposure mm-hmm. to that stuff i mean that like even just talking with the guys in the discords and stuff like that where it's like there are so many amps out there that i that you know are worth trying that I haven't like
2: Flux yeah. keeps wanting to send me the dangerous music stuff and I'm just like oh man yeah. the 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 issue with all the amplifiers out there mm-hmm. right is it's a lot easier to just like take a headphone and send a headphone yeah right <laughs> transporting and sending a DAC or an amp right yeah. it's really expensive it's really big and especially with tubes right oh I, I sent you all the stuff and I sent you my favorite tubes but one of them broke during transportation, right? Mm-hmm. And just like, oh my god! So the whole entire thing, it's not operational until you can get a new tube, right? right. Then, right. You know, if it's multiple tubes, it's oh, I have to get the match tubes, right? Yeah. So there's, I can totally understand that. Like one of the nice things um, that I remember fondly about the source was just we had so much gear, like actual like source gear. Yeah. That would be like cool. Let's play around with this stuff, right? But, Tyler's back with the dog, Doggo.
0: I <laughs> oh, Tyler, you muted.
1: Mar- Martin wanted to say see Cecier, so I, I I went and grabbed her real quick.
0: <laughs> How's she doing?
1: Ah, uh, she's still. I actually literally just took off her collar or her cone, but yeah, okay. she's doing pretty good. I tried to have <laughs> surgery, <laughs> but anyways, that's the Doggo for the day. I'll go yeah, turn yeah. her off.
0: Well, I think we I think we're we're probably gonna end the stream here. We're going for two hours now, so. Yeah, one of the big thanks to everybody for, for joining. And uh, of course, big thanks to uh, yeah, Alan. And uh, welcome, Alan, to, you know, mm-hmm. the, I guess, our world. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to everybody for joining in the chat and, and all of your questions. Uh, we'll be sure to be on next week as well. Look forward to more live streams and more content from the uh, headphones.com content team. All righty. All right. Take Thank care, guys. Sure, buddy. And, uh, welcome, Alan. the our world <laughs> and thanks everybody for joining in the chat and, and mm-hmm. all the questions uh, we'll be sure to be on next week as well look forward to more live streams and more Ooh, content and from you. the, uh, <laughs> the alrighty